This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. I'm Shemaine Harris. As always, pleasure to be here. And so glad that you um, decided to shift in with us today. Hope you get something out of this. I believe you would. Now, on controls today is uh, Simpiwe Mtetwa. Hey, baby. Hey, Zimpiwe, how you doing? And she just waves at us, never wants to speak that one. Of course, I'm Lisa <laughs> Tom. Hey, Shemaine, how you doing? As always, cooking. It's such fun to do the show, and I have to say, we always have such interesting guests. Now, today we have someone we've uh, interviewed before, um, Buka de Tue. Um, Buka, we are speaking about cycles today and consciousness and all kinds of things that I have absolutely no idea about. So tell me, when we talk about cycles... What are we referring to? Uh, cosmic cycles and how that resonates on Earth and how that affects us. And uh, reviving that knowledge of an ancient lot. Yeah, of course, uh, Booker is a scholar of ancient wisdom. He has studied with uh, traditional healers. He's been making a study of... Uh, caves, and he does all kinds of interesting things, as we told you the last time he was on here. When you say these cycles, are you talking about the age of Aquarius that we are into now? Yeah, that is an aspect of it, but it goes much broader. There are many cycles. I think, firstly, to give a a bit of a context with cycles is where my story started. Mm -hmm. I uh, lived for a long time in the Tsitsikama region, um, and that is one of the sites where the first Homo sapiens sapiens, the modern, anatomically modern people emerged. Beautiful cave, like an elephant's eye that sits right on the coast. So, Magical site. Okay, so is, is that, uh, that discrepancy been sorted now that it was here in, in South Africa or that, you know? Well, I don't think anything is sorted. I think it's more controversial and contested than ever before now. And I think the whole scientific, mm-hmm. especially the archaeological side, in terms of our social landscaping and our existences, is not sorted. But this is a line. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have come up with anything else that, that predates that yet. Okay. Um, but the story is that the first anatomically modern people emerged there sort of 200,000 years ago and then disappeared. And um, three of these sites in South Africa. There are more claims coming now as they're digging deep in other places of the world of anatomically modern people that go to 800,000 years ago. Mm. Great controversies, great uncertainties. I think that whole field is being reinvestigated, re-looked, and that old narrative of our human development, that linear line from primitive to modern, is completely challenged. Mm-hmm. Too many anomalies, too many things that just doesn't fit that old storyline. How do you see it? It's a complex field, and it's a complex terrain of how different species coexisted. But I think it's in terms of the cyclic consciousness, understanding that we evolve and devolve and that there are great cataclysms on a regular basis on the earth mm-hmm. that reshapes the landmass and the cultures and the people. And then there's a reemergence of a group of people that somewhere survived and that then sparks off a whole new field again. Okay, that sounds really interesting. So basically, if I can, I don't know that, that I can do this, but I'm going to try and uh, simplify it. Um, uh, at, at some point, you know, things have to shift so much so that um, only a few people, you know, get to progress. And then it's a new civilization starting. So it's almost like the survival of the fittest. So, or not. Fittest, maybe, but I think also the, the chosen <laughs> ones. 
You know, I think if you look at, if you study the cataclysms, but first, in the cyclic consciousness, what it is is that this wipeout, this this cataclysms that happened with fire and water and different elements there, the last one was 13,000 years ago, Mm -hmm. where the, and it's now known and accepted, that the earth was covered in dust for 1,200 years. See, and this you is, know that. I don't know that. That's a that's a first for me. Yeah, no, that's okay. not quite established. Oh no, please that, that just for quite... as for our listeners and people like me who for for who this this new information. Do you want to just um, go in on that or like yeah, half a yeah, minute, yeah. A minute or so? But I think to uh, explain that cataclysm, let's just look at this big cycle that we're becoming aware of, because that's the halfway mark and the full mark. Of that cycle. Firstly, just quickly to recap, the cyclic consciousness, everything in nature is cyclic. Mm-hmm. Beginning, a maturity, and a death. Okay. Everything. Firstly, our daily cycles, which we're all conscious of. Sun rises the day, 24 hours, 12 hours day, 12 hours night. Mm-hmm. And then the next cycle is um, the winter summer, the 12 months, the yeah. six months mm. summer, six months winter. Six months? Well, more or less. There's fall and crossover periods, but basically well, it's, it's a winter and summer. You can okay. call the fall and the spring, but that introduces the other phase. That's right. just, I think, nature's nice way of nothing uh-huh. happens suddenly. There's okay. a slow transition to easing, a new phase, easing, easing it in. Yeah. So birth, yes, growth, yeah. death. Okay. But that's the Holy Trinity, by the way, I think. <laughs> okay, so we're conscious of these cycles because in our lifetime, in this body, yeah, we experience that and we see that. Mm-hmm. But then the interest- in this body, you experience it a lot of times. I think so, no doubt about that. <laughs> but so these are the cycles we know, and studying the ancient, all the great ancient temples around the world, Kobekli Tepe, the pyramids, hundreds of them, they were all aligned to measure cosmic movement, which we've never really understood. Quite complex sky watchers that that measured these things. And I think 500 years ago, uh, Hipparchus, the Greek philosopher, said that he had discovered this big cycle, the Platonic year, the Plato year, which is basically our solar system rotates around the center of the galaxy. That's the next bigger cycle. Hmm. And this takes 26,000 years from beginning to end. And where are we now? We've just finished. So we just finished the 26,000. The 26,000. But now the 26 has a day and a night as well. And this is what the ancient Greeks called uh, Empedusil, the great, great philosopher, said love and fear, metaphorically. All right. So for 13,000 years... We inhale, we ascend mm-hmm. um, around that center. And, and when you say ascend, can you just be a little more broader in, in, in that, in that ter- term, with that term? With the what? The ascent. What do you mean when, when you, you say, say okay, the Okay, it's up and down. It's like sun rising and sun setting, those okay. two phases. I, I hear what you're saying, but in terms of what it does, what, what, what does that up mean for us? Okay, What does yeah. that down mean for the us? The up, mm-hmm. fear. That's what they associated oh. with fear. Oh, and the down, <sighs> the relax, the out, oh. is love, metaphorically. Okay. And he quite wrote volumes about these two sides of life, of what we experience. And they called it, the Egyptians, and even transferred into the Romans, uh, this is what we experience. This is a soul cycle. Mm. And that was the understanding was that our souls come onto this plane of existence to experience both the love and the fear of the cycles. But just before we go too much into that, let's just look at the next cycle. Mm-hmm. I, I want to keep that uh, that soul cycle alive because I really need to yes, find no, out we, about we'll, it. We'll come back to it. We've made a note. But have we made them? Yes. both made Yes, I see you writing. <laughs> <laughs> Booker, you said we've but come to the end of one. Where, what... 
We've completed. We've completed that full cycle. This is what, you know, I think a lot of hoo-ha was made about the 2012, the Mayan calendar. And the age of Aquarius. Well, this is now a precession. This 26,000 years is a precession through the 12 constellations. Yes. And this is the ancient wisdom. It's only in the last 500 or so years that we have lost our cosmic connection. All the ancient cultures, this was... The primary revelatory experience is understanding and working with the cycle, the cosmic clock. Mm. Not the hourly clock, not the daily clock, but the great cosmic soul clock. This is why it's a soul cycle to them. And where, and their, their worldview, I mean, life is not terminal. It doesn't end with physical death. It I just love continues that. the cycle. Life is not terminal. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, so once you come into the cyclic, notion and understand this this is where you start seeing and understanding feeling rather that it is not terminal it doesn't terminate after that but that's a, a journey for oneself that's the level that you do not tell or you this is something that you appreciate feel it resonates with you and this is how it goes or as a journey you don't want to think of, uh, about because it just it just boggles the mind to to think that you're going to go on and on and on possibly in different um you know well not possibly probably in different aspects and and but can you imagine you know the journey continues and and for for an earthling which i am right now it is kind of like no i am tired you know <laughs> so my the concept for my mind is just like no 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 so so i i i totally totally when i think of how life continues and how how big it is and how untouchable yes. you know that information is um, it 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 boggles the mind. I have another word in my head, but uh, that goes into swearing. But it boggles the mind. Well, I think this takes it to that level of consciousness, mm. and that there's such new understandings now of what is consciousness. You know, it's this field, this archaic field, and that this consciousness consciousness prompts matter. In other words, there's that spirit or that consciousness. That is eternal, that exists, that energy of yours. Mm-hmm. That's indestructible. Like we know, energy does not destroy. Mm-hmm. So it's that, and it's now coming to understand what is this field that we have that then manifests a body. How did you, how did you get to the point where you went, okay, um, I'm making peace with this and I can actually assimilate th- that information considering that we are very, um, limited vessels in terms of what we can hold but some beings are uh they just transcended and they they're just going like yes i get it how did you do it you know it is a longer journey for me i i will get back to the cycle that i was explaining now mm-hmm. but just that journey there i was fortunate i journeyed for many years with one of the last koi son the koi koi the kun healers mm-hmm. in that tsitsikama region and he introduced me to something I call ritual landscapes. And this is where it, I, I'm a logical, rational thinking person. I have that aspect. You look it. But also... <laughs> he does, doesn't yeah, he? I, yeah. I look at you and I go like, yes, rational. But oh. That's just the way I... Well, it certainly is one aspect. Thank you. Okay. It's one Th- side is there, but it's, it doesn't dominate <laughs> it. I'm trying to find balance between oh. that and the other. Mm. But so he took me to these incredible sites, like the moon caves. And I recorded all his wisdom, all his understandings. Uh, the moon caves, for example, is where the women go, and they synchronize their own menstrual cycles with the moon. Very natural. And they go through a whole 28-day phase, and every one day has a value. In fact, in this moon cave, there's a little stone bowl there carved out of the rock with 28 round little rocks in there. And all the images painted in there are women, elongated, elegantly you know, stretched like that. Mm-hmm. The, the moon is, uh, the, the cave is orientated towards that radical, that moon path from full moon to new moon. So it has that full vantage point, and these images are done in red ochre, which is the blood. Mm. And this is where they then synchronize their cycles. So coming to understand that experience, and especially in the Khoisan way of ritual, of, of, of taking the body and doing this action, and it's not about the action, it's about the greater value of that there. 
but using the body, but separating also at that transitional stages like into adulthood, body and that energy or spirit or soul or whatever we'd like to call that. But then through that process, integrate that, but celebrate both, the one of being in the cave, sitting there with the heart there, with the stones there, with the, mens- with the whole menstrual process happening, the other one is connecting to that higher, other dimension which is not seen, which is not shown on the walls and the caves there. That intimate, other, higher space. And I got it there. I just got it right there. And it went to various other caves where there's a real physical location. But it's not about the location or the images painted there, which are very abstract. It is about transporting yourself and allowing yourself to go beyond Mm. this little body on earth, here I am. Mm -hmm. And this is what I understand is this consciousness field. I think therein lies is allowing oneself, eh? I wanted to ask you, Liesl, have you ever heard of women going and... um, Because this sounded like a conscious thing. Aligning their periods with the moon. Yes, synchronizing their, their, their periods. I've never heard of people doing it consciously. I know that, you know, when women live together in a, let's mm-hmm. say, in a commune or uh, in, 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 in a house, their periods do tend to synchronize. But I've mm-hmm. never heard of anyone doing it consciously and of everybody doing it together to synchronize with the moon. I've heard that if you are um, in balance and if you are synchronized with the the cycles that your period happens during the the dark moon but that's that's the extent of what i know about it okay i yeah. I, I i haven't got all that knowledge but i know when that moon is out there i'm i'm there so let, let me give you another experience there. they use the same cave to extract uh, aggression out of the woman's body uh, can, you, can you tell us how? <laughs> We've got a lot I, of aggression I, running around here. <laughs> well, fascinating. It's fascinating because it, it's a, it's a, it goes over a three, four-day period, this extraction. And it starts firstly by getting a group of women. And it's strangely always a group of seven. And I understand the seven is our conscious level. We observe seven colors. We are seven octaves. Seven days of the week. Seven days of the week. There's some link, but there are seven involved. And I think they select them as well for different types of people. So you have a whole mix. And over a three-day period, it starts with a drumbeat, which is a heartbeat, Mm -hmm. which is a movement, a circular movement. Now it's like the seven planets rotating around a fire, which is the sun. Very cosmic, you know. So my mind sees that. They don't explain that. Look at it. This is the fire there. This is the seven planets around. This is how we move in that same order as the planets. They even place them further apart. It's not in a straight line. So there's a higher understanding of that. But it's not said. It's not explicit. If you see it, great. If you don't see it, great. So they synchronize them, and this goes on for hours. It gets into a higher state, that circular movement, that drumbeat, that collectiveness of the seven, the fire, dying, reloaded again, more wood, higher, bigger fire, dies down as the sun sets. All these subtle images, you know, that it's not spoken about. If you don't see it, you're not initiated into that. That's okay. See what you see. What your consciousness allows you. Mm. It's not but expanded. I see all the symbol. Then they are smeared. They are taken down to the river, completely washed. And then they have the clay that they then pack on their bodies for confinement. But before they pack the clay on, they smear them with plant sap, with the aloe. Mm-hmm. It's like a plasma. And then they are covered with clay and they're confined for a day for a full 24-hour cycle, day-night cycle, that confinement, internalizing the body heat, which is also the energy. It's just all that sticks out are the eyes and their nose. Can you eat or That's drink the breathing. during that Nothing. time? 24 hours, you are completely removed. You're no like a mouth. mummy lying there. <laughs> no per mouth, yes. And then the old wise woman plays the drum. 
but she plays the rhythms. She different rhythms, different energy frequencies, different levels, different mm-hmm. volumes, which is a knowledge all in its own. I recorded, and I've been re-listening to that to understand that, because this is the kind of wisdom that this old woman does not give out and away. This is her attunement, this is how she relates to it, and how she worked with her people. But somehow I, I feel that the clay is quite a thick coverage, you know, like two inches thick. It's, it's really a, a confinement. Mm. And I think that in itself is quite an uh, experience, you know, to, to force yourself into that complete stillness, that physical restraint, that body lying like that, and where that then allows the mind to go. And that's where she then starts working with that consciousness, that field of yours. And she deals with that. Then there is a, there is a bloodletting. They, they see that as important. And I've got to explain that bloodletting is they select the animal. The animal has to agree. Mm-hmm. I've seen I them think, go to I many. Think, I think when you say the animal has to agree, you also need to expand a little bit on that, on that, that um, transaction between hunter and, and or then... Um, initiate and 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 offering. Right, right. Firstly, it's a domesticated animal they're talking about. It could range anything from fowl to goat to cattle. So there's something that is part of their homestead, part mm-hmm. of that that's been that carries that family energy and the animal realm. It's not a hunting. It's not an expedition going out. And the healer would speak to the animal. In the presence of all, and there are certain symbols or signs or movement or appearances of an eagle or something that gives the indication, yes, I am willing. And I've seen them go to 10, 12 different animals. Convenient, you know, the right price. Right there, don't have to transport, right? No, animal is not willing. Mm. And, you know, every part of the animal is used. Every part. Certain groups only eat these parts of the meat, not, you know, it's not a full feast for all. It's a sacred, sacred uh, energy, and it's about the blood flowing in that activates that energy of the ancestors who participate in this. That's another field to talk about. But so this is how the, when the breakout of the clay comes, and the allosup, that is where the release comes. But it's done with a lot of talking. This is not just out in the air. She explains. It is with intention, with purpose, with the, with the vibration of sound. Water is used over and over again. It's actually thrown into the cast, into this mold on the chest level. There. We know what, you know, the information that water carries today. We understand that now. Well, you know, you're assuming you're, you're, that, we, that we know what you're talking about. What, <laughs> or, what? or the person listening. Well, I think Omoto has done a lot. How our energy, our vibration restructures the composition of water mm-hmm. under microscopic level, completely restructures it. But still, we, we know about it, but can you explain it to our listener? Well, there's always been this old link Just with sim- water. Simplest, simplest water one. goes, runs through all, cycle through time from the very beginnings right through to baptism. Why mm-hmm. water? What is that higher value of the water? And this is all about the higher values. What does it carry? And the higher understanding is the water carries the information from the heavens, or more specifically the cosmic energies, which is what we are talking about. It's just that link to the higher knowledge has been lost, and it's a recovery of that. What is this? It's not just some airy fairy out there Mm. where water carries it, also, the, the, the element of water is supposed to represent emotion. Indeed. So if they pour the water into the cast, they reconnect the person with cosmic emotion. Indeed. Do I get That's, a star? Yeah, Am I clear? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> uh, water, you, you can condition it for the emotional aspects, which mm. is, I think, what we commonly associate it with, or for information, or to retrieve, because the knowledge is kept in that. A drop of water can carry as much information as a computer nowadays. Mm. You know, we understand sure, that. That is actually mind-blowing. It's total. So they understood the value of water and that it carries information. You can condition it. Mm-hmm. 
and it connects then that cosmic forces, that resonances of that, and it transfers it onto the skin, into the system. Mm. So again, it's a physical thing, higher value, but a physical enactment, and it's something you can touch and feel and see. Mm. And it goes in, and that does its work. But the water is conditioned. It's not just any water. The water is drummed. That vibration, you can physically see that drumming when it happens, that, that vibration of the water, that restructure. And the information is given to the water, and the water then transfers it into the higher, into the subconscious levels of the, the patient, or the one they're extracting the aggression out of. And I mean, they're dealing with aggression all levels, verbal, emotional, physical, sexual, complete. But this is how the women deal with it, amongst themselves. No man is allowed there. So I couldn't sit there. I had to go away every now and then. I understand that. But holding space at a distance. Same way that the boys still do the initiation. They hold space for the woman, for the girl. They're not participating directly there, but they sit further away and they keep that space. Yeah, I have to say, because this sound, this, this, this practice to extract the anger... It does sound like an initiation. Yeah. So what is the, the value of initiations and rites of passage in cycles such as, as the cycles you are studying? It's important, as you said, we are earthlings. We have a body. We have a survival mode. We have a, a rational uh, side to it. We have an understanding we vibrate in a daily frequency where we've got to see things and relate to it, understand it, use it, live. But when we transit into another state of being, be it into an adulthood or into a marriage or into death or into birth, mm-hmm. that has to be marked. And this is where the physical a ritual comes in. A ritual, and we so often looked at just the banal aspects, you know, please not see and that, not the higher value. This is just to get the body to help condition it and to prepare it and to give it the information for that transition, which makes a cut-off point, a clear cut-off point in your mind, in your being, from an old state into a new state. So this is the same that applies with healing. It's a process, it's going into it, owning that pain or the transgression or the the inflicted... um, uh, you know, the, the pain, the reason for why they come to extract the, the source of that, it going fully into that, emerging right into it, into the scream of that, into the horror, into the full detail of it, in order for it to be released. It's like a pimple going out, boom. There it is. Look how ugly, right there on your face. See it. Horrible, terrible. Right. Out. It's just that action for the body, and it helps that conditioning. It helps the body, our connection in our own bodies to our subconscious mind, that physical act and that determination and that will and that belief, belief which is just carried through all, cycled again through. Belief is powerful. So how does it manifest? that? that because it sounds like you're saying it's a growth, so it's a shift. Um, how does it manifest? right now or how is it starting to manifest the fact that we're getting these proverbial pimples out these boils out you know how are we growing what what are you seeing is happening in the world today well we haven't got to this other big cycle yet but let's stick with that one there there is indeed a major shift energetically that has happened to the earth itself as a living organism and that is being transferred onto us as people. There is a shift. Everything, as I said, is subject to uh, birth, expansion, decay. Did we choose and this? Our minds. Did we choose this, or is this just that just happens, whether you like it or not? This is a cycle. This okay. is nature. All right. This is what was given. How we operate within that is where the choices come in. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to clarify. Is it not that we chose to come in during this transition time? Don't We, we, we do have some choice here, okay. uh, the way I... I see agree it with you. I? No, we choose. I think as we choose our parents, as mm, we choose yes. 
the era that we're coming in. Oh, speak to the Time. families who don't believe that they chose their parents and their children. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where, you know, the things that you sometimes dislike, this is what you chose. There's nothing like a victim on this earth. Mm. There are only volunteers. We have volunteered, we have selected that. And this is why that family bond is so critical, especially in Africa or with all the indigenous peoples, and also being revived all over, not just not just the indigenous or the older cultures, is that family value could be carried. We, our lessons, our biggest issues lie within that family framework. Mm. That's where we need to deal. Mm. And this is where we are reflected. This is what we chose. We've got to face those families, those people. Though we are bound by that love frequency that allows us or keeps us in a way connected that we cannot like a partner, divorce, thank you, and goodbye. Mm. The family is just back there. And if it's not that one, it's the other one. And they're all related, so they bring those issues back to you until you've dealt with that one. But now back to the shifting and, and, and the manifesting of, you know, what, what, do we, what, do we, what, do we, okay. what should we expect? How, how are we changing? Well, firstly, just just quickly, how are we changing the, the macro framework, this natural framework, what it's done? We have come through 13,000 years of fear, <sighs> which started with now? a bang. Which is the fear over now? The fear is over. Thank goodness. But nothing, nothing is instant, you know. It's not like, it's like spring. So we're going into spring. You see now. a flower, you we're see a flower emerging yes. and emerging. And eventually yes. it's an entire field yes. that's full. Yes. So the flowers we're starting to see, and it is a transition into from the great fear cycle into the fear of scarcity, it is competition, it is all of that that manifests with fear. But that is part of life as well. It's not right or wrong, or positive or negative, it's balance and imbalance, and balance and imbalance, and that's the complete play that goes on. So one celebrates the fear, and you celebrate the love. But the transition is into that. But interesting, so 13,000 years ago, where our history today actually started, where we stand, out of the sphere moving out, but it's 12 sections of that are the 12 constellations. Now don't confuse the constellations with your, your ordinary uh, horoscope stuff, you know, that mm -hmm. you read in mm -hmm. the newspapers. These are the greater cosmic forces of... A completely different magnitude. It's not a daily thing. This is a big cycle. Every age has about a 2,200-year period in that. So we are precessing through 12 different ages. We clearly know it with the Leo and all the other previous ages and how they describe ages. This last 12th of the second that's seeing us over from the sphere cycle into the love has this move from the Piscean into the Aquarian. Just briefly, Piscean, and not just now, has been described as technology, advancement, uh, following, belief. Also, the patriarch features in that Piscean cycle. This is where we are shifting into the smaller 12th cycle to slowly introduce this love cycle that we are moving in, the Aquarian Age, which is brotherhood, that compassion, that caring, and the feminine. And feminine not only in the sexual way of male-female, but it's the feminine energy, that mm. nurturing, that caring, that concern, that mothering, that deeper understanding, to move us out of this very rational, harsh male. I'm not bouncing male-female here, but we all have both energies. Mm -hmm. But that masculine energy of control, following that rigid framework, which was needed in its own way. It's not that, it's part of the whole function. Mm. So this feminine is introducing that, facilitating that. And it's about finding that feminine, especially for us males within, to help us transit into this whole bigger 13,000-year phase of love. So it is a whole walk from that mind to the heart, which is the longest journey anyone can undertake in any case. And how is it um, manifesting in, you know, that, that space that you're talking about, that, that um, I, I feel space, that uh, nurturing yes. space, that I'm in touch with being okay to cry, yeah. um, you know, yeah. because I don't know about you, 
uh, Lizzo or you, <laughs> Boca, but they, um, it's like there's a sense of emotional, the, the emotional in-touchness, for lack of a better word, is heightening. This, it's like the, there, there's like, you know what I mean? So everything is heightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it is heightened. It's like but there are more sensitive, heightened, sensitive in, people walking around. Indeed. But again, as I say, there's this analytical side of mine that says, okay, how does that shift work? I studied the resonances and the whole theory of resonance. So understand that we are shred, we are electromagnetic in our very design. So we understand how these things influence. But what it happens, the pineal gland, every gland in our body links to a certain planet. Every gland. Uh, it's a yes. cosmosis process. Our first cycle from birth or the gestation at nine months is linked to a, a planetary cycle. You know, everything is corresponds. But what happens is our pineal gland, which they recently only, or I'm beginning to understand now, which has been a great part of the old Eastern philosophies, you know, the third eye. Mm -hmm. But it's an actual gland that sits there. And this gland does exactly like the earth. It expands and it contracts. The pineal gland, we always have known that it regulates your sleep-wake. Mm -hmm. It regulates your aging. So it's a cosmic attunement, that one, to the cycle. And when it expands, it releases more melatonin, which is now a banned substance, recently. Controlled substance. Controlled, is that all banned? Oh, Control. How can we get it naturally? <laughs> <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Drop out. <laughs> so our body is releasing more melatonin, which is biochemically affecting us. Both in the physical sense is that we can no longer consume what we did even 10 years ago. Our digestive systems are, more importantly, our emotional systems. We are becoming more sensitized. We are be feeling more. We are sensing more. We're becoming the more godly in that way. We're be expanding. And it's happening at different levels to different people. Mm. 20 years ago, we spoke about this. It might have been five people in this entire country that would come to such oh, a time. in the world. No. Yeah. It's, it's, you know... But when you, when you say, we're, we're, sorry to interrupt, Booker, but there's just, you know, you hear about more and more food intolerances and there's the, the skeptic, the, the, the nasty side of me thinks, oh, they're just jumping on the bandwagon. But if I listen to what you're saying, it is in actual fact because our bodies are changing to keep up with this changing in the cycle. Indeed, mm -hmm. indeed. So it's chemically controlled as well. That controls, it's the most powerful substance. It controls so many aspects of from digestion to the emotional side, to the psychological side. That melatonin is the substance that triggers it in the body. But the side is how we respond. The, 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 the result of that is becoming sensitized to food intake. Toxic aspects, not only food, but toxic things in your life. Relationships, mm. partnerships, work environment. Whatever. So we are feeling... Also yourself, the stuff that you don't want to face about yourself. Oh, because that that's... Deep but seat. this is the great process of the consciousness away. awakening is facing your, your shadows, that dark mm. side. This is part of this greater cleansing. As we earlier spoke about, we talked about extracting this abuse out of the woman. Mm. This is exactly what is happening at the much bigger scale to humanity. Of course, there's some that are totally ignorant. It hasn't started happening, or they're not aware of that yet. But it's and it's okay it's too. It's okay too. Because that's where the, their choice lies for now. Can you think how boring it would be? All of a sudden, the whole field is just full of flowers. But to see mm. one by one and appreciating them, and mm. feeling that volume extending, mm. but it's happening. No one can escape that. And this is what all the ancient teachings is about, with them measuring the cosmic cycles and saying, when this happens, this is when the big shift comes. Not 2012 when we're going to all die. Well, you know, 2012, you've said before, what, what's, the, what's the relevance of the Mayan calendar? Well, they understood this processional cycle. Now, to measure that, you know, it's not something you can do just with the eye. So they had some greater knowledge that was you know, brought forward from previous ages. And this is where this destruction, regeneration, that we understand there was a higher 
civilization, a higher age civilization, which they're now also beginning to define, and they're calling it Japan, Pan. It's a, it's a section of land which they've now identified under the water. That mm. submerged with that last cataclysm 13,000 years ago when we started the sphere cycle. And they've actually quite now defined genetically, you know, what the people looked like and what the features wow. were. And this is what I'm saying. It's so and interesting. And what did they look like? Well, they were much smaller. They, you know, we all expected um, this very tall, elegant race. No, they were much smaller, more like the Japanese, uh -huh. like the sand people. Uh -huh. That smaller structure, uh -huh. more gentle, that whole finer refinement. The previous cycle, apparently, they were much taller. Uh -huh. That is where that story comes from. Much bigger race. But listen, there's something else This is important with the cycle. It's expansion, contraction of the earth. The land mass expands and contracts, Pangyan, which is accepted. And that is a bigger cycle. That's again the 12, the 120 million years for the land mass to expand as it inhales and Where are we now? relax now. We're right at the end of the expansion. The land mass is as far apart as it can get. Now starting to move over that long cycle back into that unification, into the oneness. Should the people uh, on the coast leave? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting is that on every continent, well, four of the continents, uh, the cracks have appeared and salt water is emerging. Where? Well, Africa is number one, right up in Ethiopia, down that rift. Wow. The, the Great Valley Rift. Well, Great Valley Rift. And these cracks, there's salt content in this. Uh, so this land mass shifts, expands and contracts like our lungs. Mm. Nothing unnatural. It's all linked. Mm. It's all part of the same way our body functions. We were talking about the planet. If you take the smallest little particle out of our skin, subatomic at that level, it has a nucleus mm. and it has substances linked to it which have different color and different volume. The core of it is embroic, it's in water, like the Earth. Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Saturnus, Uranus, Neptunus, and Pluto. That rotate, and that frequencies of that color that it emanates, into this embroic form, the Earth, or the cell, or the nucleus, animates it, creates the life. So the whole principle just expands and expands cosmically, at infinitum. As above, so below, As that above, principle. So below. Look, uh, let's get back to soul cycles, because both Jermaine and I made a note yeah. and wrote it big here, because that is something that's extremely interesting. Oh, it is. Say more. It is. Before okay. I forget, one more cycle that we skipped in between. Hot age, cold age, and this is this whole issue about climate change now, which I think is great. They're Global trying, warming and, yeah. The warming, but we have a 60 million year hot age and a 60 million year cold age. The hot age, mammalian, cold age, reptilian, cold blood. This is where 60 million years ago the reptilians were destroyed, meteorites in that bigger cycle, which made way for the mammalian uh, dominion control. Or overtake of oh the my earth. Goodness. So we're standing here now where we're crossing over into the Piscean, into the Aquarian, from the fear into the love cycle, from the cold age into the hot age, and from the landmass being as far apart as it can to starting to join over a long period. So how does that affect us radically? Radically. It's such a shift. It's like going from steam into ice for us now. This is where nature hasn't quite quite, uh, well maybe I think our souls have been conditioned and this is where we need to connect to that higher level because we are becoming sensitive we are feeling, we are caring there's such a shift, it's like an evolutionary leap that's actually recognized by the scientists that a sudden leap perhaps as sudden as that disappearance of that modern human beings or the, the first anatomically modern into that huge gap into where all of a sudden there was sophisticated artwork and theories and philosophies and thinking and you know happening these odd strange gaps are there, but we are there so the soul cycle we have started and we are falling into love and it's a process but it's happening much quicker 
I mean, this is happening. You know, once you become aware, the things are different. I feel different. I relate different. My priorities are shifting. And you're becoming aware of change. I mean, life is about change. We change, our bodies change, our partners change, our homes change. That's how we deal with change. Mm. That's life. And this is where we, how do we deal with love? How does this manifest? And this is this big consciousness shift. For many people, it's a deeper fall into the more spiritual framework, which is great. This is becoming aware. This is that spirit sort of initiates that whole old animist world of nature, the mother, the giver. So it's a, and it's a, we're becoming conscious of nature all of a sudden. This is why these issues are so bigly out of proportion are about climate change and earth and destruction, which is beautiful. It is there, but we are not going to destroy the earth. This is part of a cycle. This is not our doing. And yes, we contribute. But yes, let's look at that. Well, that's sticking it to some people who are thinking we are destroying. Oh, yes. Um, and, and, you know, and now you are saying, no, this is not us. This is part of a cycle. Uh, you know. Well, I think I must clear that. This is part of a cycle. I think we are contributing and chasing it. Okay. But we are not the cause of that. Okay. We are far, we are not that significant. Mm. The earth is far too big. The energy of the earth is just far beyond that there. And mm. she's lived through that many times before. So, but we are contributing and it's good because this is part of our consciousness expanding. It's look at the waste we are creating. Look at the toxics. That's really awful. We are to blame. Yes. Let's keep with that. We are. In a we need way, to be aware of, of But of let's be becoming fact. conscious of everything. Mm. And that is one. And the first level of manifestation, Earth, Mother, our basic customs, our basic life giver. How beautiful. How beautiful. But it's expanding. It's going beyond that. Coming much closer to home. Mm. So from that nature, aware of what we are creating, our irresponsible ways, we are bringing it home closer, closer, closer. And we are going into our own toxicness. What have we created in our own lives? Mm. And this is where the dark night of the souls are happening, where we're going into those crevices of everything that you know. It's like a judgment day, in other words, of facing all your shit. You're talking about the dark night of the soul. It is so beautiful. It sounds sublime. You know, it's accurate and dark. Love it. But. But it's really the most what, horrible what, what place is, ever. What does that really mean? <laughs> I mean how, how, do, how do you see it? How, from your perspective, um, how would you explain it? Well, practically. For me, I was going into every action that I've done that came up for me. Everything that was for me, not judged by other people or what this says or that says, what did not sit right within me. Everything I have done that I've said, everything where I've offended came up for me. Relationships, parents, issues, deviations, distractions, painfulness, where I felt I had created pain, I had offended. For me, I was judging that. That came up. Starkly, right there. You can't drown it with a drug or another sleeping pill of noha valium, pee of noha did of that. No. This is what you face. You will wake up. If you do any resort, any other way of drowning this, it'll just come up doubly, <laughs> more. Vuka, and that is also cyclical, isn't it? Because we have uh, your first, tell me where I'm wrong, but as far as I can recall, your first dark night of the soul is around 27 and then you get another one when is it when saturn returns i'm not so exactly okay. exactly <laughs> so at it least is also like a menstrual cycle it is connected to another cosmic cycle that triggers that resonance that brings that consciousness into the field but every time you go through that cycle it gets easier as you said it's it's speeding up and I almost get the sense that now um, this this shift is happening faster because of technology, because we've been here before. Yeah, yeah. And we're open to it. And also we are starting you, to say yes. Know, <laughs> yeah, yes, we, we, we are. are. Yeah. We are more open to it. We are, we are exposed to so much information. We... we 
Oh, buddies, this is not our first time around here. Mm. It's just recognizing, oh, yes. Yes, I remember yes, now. I remember. Remember. Uh, oh, I love that phrase, that remembering. <laughs> oh, 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 don't get me started. Yeah. But, but also, you know, you know about raising consciousness. So <laughs> the more we speak about these things, and this is my view, and there are many other views, and we must make our stories known uh-huh. and openly speak and challenge that and not just swallow anything anymore. Question, ask, feel. Find your own truth in this matter. Don't just keep on following. Remember, the Piscean is one of following. I was Blindly just going so. to say that is living this new age that we are entering because we, we, the three of us were raised in a society and not just a society, a world where you, you, we weren't allowed to question. There were a few. There were those few flowers that were opening in this field. And, you know, we all know one or two people who were way before their time. But now more and more of us are becoming away and questioning. We have to wrap now. (laughs) (laughs) It always happens when we're having the most fun. But I love that we came here, and I'm saying this with humility, um, willing to, to look at it and actually going and saying, yeah, you told me I'm not allowed to question, but we decided to come here and to remember who we are, Mm. you know. And so I think that's from that space where you can actually go like, Mm. I'm a little bit stubborn like that. Okay, walk up. (laughs) But, you know, this is why why we need the feminine to rebirth that, you know, Mm. to bring that. And if we can just look at the basic feminine qualities of, you know, that, that, that can receive. That can hold, that can contemplate, and can feel with care and love, yeah. and release anew. Yeah. And this is where the cave becomes so important. We didn't even touch on that. The rebirthing caves of Africa here <laughs> that is done for exactly that purpose, and it's happening right now. <laughs> they are rebirthing a new consciousness. Simpiwe is going to hit all of us. We have to say goodbye now. That's why Shimane is laughing <laughs> because it's really out of time. But thank you. It was really, it, it was really fun. Thank and uh, we might get you back a third time on Beyond Ears and Eyes to talk about those caves. Wouldn't you like that? <laughs> oh yeah, we should actually go there. Wow. Bring images. Stop we'll, it. We'll take I'll images. That and bring it, back. it was fun, my friend. Thank you very much, Poka. Yo, thank you so much. Uh-huh. I'm signing out from Ely's Little Tom. Have a great day. And from me, Shemaine Harris, be good to yourself. <laughs> this is CliffCentral.com. <laughs>